0: If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's essentially the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need on one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your pod right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your pod on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple, and more. It's everything you need to make podcasts all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Today's guest, we have four fabulous guests, the first of whom is Greg Barrett. He is a New York Times bestselling author, comedian, musician, life coach, and positivity trainer. He has sold over 4 million books, most notably the co-authored He's Just Not That Into You. And it's called A Breakup because it's broken, as well as It's Just a Fucking Date and How to Keep Your Marriage from Sucking. As a relationship author, he appeared on The Oprah Winfrey Show multiple times, as well as The Today Show, Anderson Cooper, and The View. As a stand-up, he's been on various late-night shows, including Conan, Letterman, and The Tonight Show. He's hosted two talk and reality shows bearing his own name. Greg, I am so happy that you are here. How are you doing?
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you what, how, okay. So this is about sort of like moving past trauma and clearly like you're an expert at that. And now you've like,
1: well, maybe I don't know.
0: You've written all these, like you've written all these books on it and now you're coaching. This is like such a cool career trajectory. Um, because you've, you've done so many cool things, like from books to stand-up specials to coaching. And, like, I, I guess I just I just want to ask you. And you've been so inspiring to me. Like, you inspired me to do this because I said I want to do a podcast. And you were like, don't wait in the dock and be docked waiting for your ship to come in.
1: Don't be, don't be sitting at the dock <laughs> waiting for your ship to come in. Get on a boat and get out there. Yeah. I give great advice. I give amazing <laughs> advice.
0: So like what, so how did you come to, 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 to this trajectory or like what has been a sort of pivotal moment or trauma in your life without having to make you go into a big, you know, thing that you don't want to talk about, but like what was sort of pivotal for you that you had to process yourself and move through?
1: Oh my God. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in recovery Right, so I've had drug and alcohol problems, um, and I've had cancer twice. Uh, both recovered, both both times treated and recovered. Uh, lucky, two different types of cancer, and uh, and. Uh, what what kinds were they? Take a long a long hard look at my life and figure out what I wanted to do with the, you know I'm fifty six years old. Decide what to do with the rest of it. You know, to do with the you know move on to doing something that I felt was a little bit more um I don't know helpful
0: what um you're 50 now
1: I'm 50 I'm 56 what yeah no it's hard to tell I use a ring light so <laughs> I'm using a ring light and it's it's just magical it gives me skin color it's, Somebody gave it to me the other day because I did it I did an Instagram live where I literally let like death one away <laughs> I don't have the right lighting in my house and then and then my friend Natasha sent me a ring light and uh, it's made all the difference what kind of you ring can really kind of fake your whole life with a ring
0: what kind of ring light do you rec recommend or what do you have not like you're an expert
1: this was like the first one that comes up when you put it in Amazon you say ring light and this one comes up Hook it up to your computer, and there you are.
0: They were able to deliver it quickly in the coronavirus?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even during the coronavirus, they know how important a ring light is. It's essential worker stuff. <laughs> the work that I'm doing is essential, <laughs> and I need to be ring lit.
0: <laughs> so they can't get people, like, certain foods, but the ring light is going to be there the, the ring next light day.
1: Is right there. Yeah, you <laughs> can get that. And they've got people working on that. I mean, we still sprayed the box down and let it sit in the in the foyer for a couple of days.
0: What did you guys spray it? Spray it with?
1: Um, with four hundred nine, just classic four hundred nine.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, well, you look fantastic. So, do you? So
1: I've dealt with light. I've dealt with lighting trauma, I believe, <laughs> and I've solved it. And it's and this is available to everybody. Anybody that's going live, everybody seems to be going live. Get yourself a ring light. They're not super expensive. My friend Natasha bought one for me as a gift. I will, will be forever thankful to her.
0: You have been through wow. You've been through two cancers. What kind were they?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done Hodgkin's B cell lymphoma and uh, prostate cancer, and they were both just separate their own things, and both of them happened to be treatable. So I'm sort of lucky. That's I mean
0: I that's don't, I'm great. Call myself
1: lucky to have cancer. I'm not saying get lucky and get cancer.
0: You're not, wait, uh, to yeah. clarify, you're not saying
1: that? I'm not saying get cancer. No, I'm, I'm against, I'm against, so I came out against it. Even though I've recovered from it, I still came out against it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't want to take any big stands here, or get in a fight with any, I don't want to like start, you know, a big thing on your, on, on your, on your maiden voyage, you're <laughs> getting people all upset about cancer. I want them to know I'm against it.
0: Thank you for clarifying that. So, how did you like? What helped you move through that? Did you have to alter your diet, or was there?
1: Yeah, I think. What
0: was your process?
1: To, especially with the first one, you know, the first one was pretty was uh, was pretty life threatening at the moment, and um, it just made me reevaluate, like everybody does, you know, what you're going to do with the rest of your time. You know, uh, did I change my life dramatically? I'm just healthier, but not, you know, I'm not, I'm not just living on green juice. I didn't go that route with it. I still eat a piece of meat here and there and have sugar every now and again. And, you know, pretty normal, pretty normal. I don't eat a lot. I ride my bike.
0: That's cool. And did you, did it give you like, cause you're, you're so such a prolific writer, like you and your wife, do you, did it give you any material or did it inspire you to write anything how did how did it inform your creative process? I'll just say, I
1: mean, it's a weird thing, you know, like when you have cancer, there isn't a lot that you can do about it. I mean, you have to sort of trust that the doctors that you have are going to take care of it because there isn't a whole lot you can do except think positive thoughts, which sounds ridiculous, but that's really the only thing, you know? Um, but cancer is just like everything else. It's bullshit. So fuck cancer. Right. And, uh, so it inspired me. I'm working on a book right now called don't take bullshit from fuckers. And that's really sort of the genesis of it is having cancer and being in a bad way. And then, you know, and as a result, I, I, when I had cancer, I ended up becoming, a, I, I went out, lost my sobriety and I became addicted to uh, opiates. Really? Yes.
0: How, like, yeah. how did that happen? Was well, it a slow build? I had
1: a, because I had to have a surgery and they opened me up and then and then they started chemo right away and so if you have chemo if you have a like a you know have a surgery it won't it won't heal so I was on oxycontin for like six months and they didn't really give me enough to get off they didn't give me enough there wasn't enough of a like you have to wean yourself off of it and 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 I couldn't do it I was out on the road and I started to jones and then I cop some and from somebody and then I was on them for another year.
0: Wow. How did you get uh, off of those again? Because that's like really hard to really. I went
1: to, I went to my psychiatrist and said, I want to do a rehab, but I don't want to go to a rehab. I just want to do a, so I did it. It was sub- a drug called Suboxin, and I detoxed off of it.
0: How long does Suboxin take to detox?
1: I mean, some people stay on it the rest of their lives. It took me about a, about a year. Very hard. Very hard. I don't recommend any of it. And I don't recommend doing it around your family. You're un- you're an unpleasant person during it. It's not easy to live with.
0: What do you mean? I'm like just cranky and... Cranky
1: and, and moody. And you still go through some of the withdrawal stuff. It's still very painful. It's gross.
0: And depressing and depression depressing, and all that stuff.
1: Super depressing.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh! And then, how many years sober before that did you have?
1: Fifteen.
0: Okay, so then you went back to, y- and then,
1: and, then I, and now I have and now I have almost four.
0: So that was like a like a two year sojourn. Yeah.
1: Wow, yeah.
0: and that's so yeah. prevalent now because the 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 opiates are so addictive, and people get into the print the pain management, and that's how most people get addicted
1: hundred percent and it's and it and they just don't have it figured out they should have detoxed me i should have gone through a proper detox at the end of that you know that's how they should do it with people and and i'm you know there's a guy who's got a whole ted talk about becoming addicted to something and without having an addictive personality and and being addicted to opiates and and having to he had to finally go to a rehab to get off of them Right. So you're there and you don't really feel like an addict because you, you know, I didn't pick up a drink again. I still haven't had a drink since 1996. But but yeah, so it was tough. Yeah. It was super tough and super traumatic and super traumatic for my family.
0: Yeah. Did you um, did what helped you through that time? Um, you know, I did. I mean, AA probably, you know,
1: was the was the best going to meetings, that sort of thing you know um, yeah. and um and writing i did a lot of writing i did a lot of like you know um i did i just journaled my experience and then i and then i had this sort of waking moment of like going oh my god i am taking bullshit from like i'm really and also at the same time in my career you know I, my managers were like you're too old and you're too white and there's just not a lot of opportunity for you right now. And I started hearing all this stuff, and then I started saying that's somebody else's perspective on my on my career, my life. It's not mine. And so fuck that. And so then I started writing, um, "Don't take bullshit from fuckers."
0: I love that so you know, much. This
1: this idea that that most of what you take on board is bullshit and most of it is because you've decided to give it value if somebody says something to you that you don't like if you assign it value and give it to yourself then you're taking on bullshit and you know and, and it's from an unreliable source usually everybody is an unreliable source the only real reliable source is you amen right
0: yeah so, so that I can uh, that's amazing so that particular uh, trauma like really turned into a lot of treasure for you.
1: I mean, it's starting to really start to. It's it starting to really show. Like it, 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 it sort of forged me into this person. And then I had a friend who was a coach, who was, who was someone that, who's become a friend. But another coach say, "Have you ever tried coaching? You should really consider it. It's something that'd be perfect for you, given the books and all the rest of that."
0: Did you, um, well, you're definitely like a natural at that. And by the way, Ann Slichter said, thank you for sharing your story, Greg. You're helping all of us. Oh, um, did you, I think you're a natural coach. Did you have to go to any kind of schooling for that to begin doing that?
1: I took a certification course just so that I could understand what the whole thing, what the world, what the world really was. Because I didn't have any sense of it when I first started, you know. I wasn't properly schooled in therapy of any kind, and I thought, well, I'll take a class and I'll get certified. You don't need a certification to do it. Anybody can be a coach. Um, But but I took a certification course and learned a lot.
0: How long was the course?
1: Oh, I did it online. It probably took me a month, you know.
0: Um, do you enjoy coaching more than the, uh, all the other things you've done, or is it just kind of another thing that kind of goes it's with sort of another this?
1: thing? I like all the things I do. I wish I designed clothes. I'd like to do that, really. But uh, um, but I I I, um, I like doing seminars. I like doing I like when the, when the sort of the combination of what I can do as a stand up comes together with people in a live situation. That's my favorite. I've done some live events that I really enjoyed, and with my and and there's a woman that I teach with named Natasha Adamo, who I was talking about earlier, who's a terrific coach, and um, and we've done some events together, and it's super fun.
0: When's your next event?
1: It Was supposed to be in June, but I'm moving it, so I don't know when it's going to be. Probably sometime in August.
0: Will you guys be outside
1: then? Are we going to all be going outside then? I don't know.
0: Will you guys be offering a Zoom event? We might do that as well
1: i think we might do a webinar kind of thing you okay know, that that kind of stuff might be fun cool we did a we did one of these we did a instagram live it was fantastic um
0: oh that sounds great and so where can people find info about your upcoming events and things is it on uh, com?
1: gregory g r e g o r y b e h r e n d t.com and if you go there you get a, and you and you subscribe you get a free meditation Called "Don't Take Bullshit from Fuckers." It's a meditation with a lot of swearing in it.
0: It's really good. I did it. I and okay. I laughed.
1: Thank you. It's good. Right? It's supposed to make you. It, it makes you think and it makes you laugh a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of the. That's where I'm trying to live right now is in that area.
0: It's really, it's really a perfect space for you because a lot of times people think of meditation, they go, Oh, that's too like uppity for me. It's too snooty. I'm not spiritual enough. And, and you're really like making it accessible for a greater amount of people. Like, um, what is your current process for staying sane during the pandemic?
1: I stick to a schedule. I made a sketch you know a lot of people recommended that but like I get up and I like I get up, I read, I write for a little bit, I go for an exercise, I come back, I write some more, then I read a little bit more and then and then I watch something on television.
0: So when you, you lay know. out your day is it like 10 a.m I'm gonna be biking? Eleven am I'm watching that vague
1: It's really like I do those things in whatever order of the time I wake up. I don't I don't make it so regimented that I miss stuff because if you do that, then you get upset that you didn't do it in time frame and then that sort of I, I sort of have a vague idea of what I want to do every day and I do it in a certain order. I need to read before I write because I need to hear another author in my head. I can't have my voice in my head. I have to have another voice in my head.
0: Yeah, I think that you, know. you you start to create in a vacuum too if you're not germinating and seeing what else is out there.
1: Yeah, and it gives me a running a running head start. And I've read like right now I'm reading the Power of Now, but I mean I read a book about dogs a couple of weeks ago. Like I just read whatever.
0: What do you think of the Power of Now?
1: I love the Power of Now. So good. It's it's probably my favorite of all of the self help books. I mean it's you it, it it really puts you into you really have to read it. You really have to like process it. And no.
0: yeah, it's, it's a lot, even though it's a kind of relatively thin book. What are your other favorite self-help books?
1: Um, I'm trying to think.
0: Wait, somebody says sending you love Greg. Thanks. Thank you, Melinda, my childhood friend. I'll check out your book. I'll check out your book. My husband and I were also friends with your sister, Kristen.
1: Oh, Hey. Oh, cool. Thank you. That's I love that. Yeah, I love my sister. Um, I'm I trying to think. I don't, there aren't that many self help books that I love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I really, I really like The Power of Now. That's like, that's kind of it, really. I mean, I like my own.
0: Yeah. Well, yours are, your book, self help books are amazing. I mean, he's just not that into you. Point blank. Game changer.
1: Yeah, I mean, thank you. It's, I, I feel like, um, part of why I'm good at it is that I don't, I'm starting to read more of it now and some of it I like and some of it I don't. Some of it I agree with and some of it I don't. But, um, but, uh, but I try not to read too much of it because I don't want to steal other people's ideas.
0: I don't know why you wouldn't want to just steal everyone's idea. and.
1: Oh my God, I should just take everyone's idea. Put a,
0: put a book out called yeah. I, I Stole from a Bunch of Fuckers.
1: I mean, it's hard to know it from the title, but don't take bullshit from fuckers, ultimately will be a book of spiritual enlightenment.
0: I got that from the meditation. I got what you're doing with it. Like, how did so? What was the trajectory from just like you were a guy doing music, doing comedy in the world? And then somehow you found basically this path of of spiritual enlightenment and now giving that to others? Like how what happened there?
1: It just sort of happened. It, I don't even know that, you know, somebody found some value in what I had to say. Liz, the girl who's the co-author of the first book, and said, "We there's a book idea in this. You know, this was germinating from the episode of Sex and the City that we, the show we were working on. And, um, and she said, I really want to know what you know, so let me ask you some questions. And that happens how that first book came out. And then obviously I went on Oprah, and then I realized that people were interested in the way that I process information. I think because I... Tend to take things and break them into the simplest, easiest, digestible parts because I don't have a nimble enough brain to make it complicated.
0: I love that.
1: And you how know, did like you? It's really, it has to be simple for me. That's why I don't think the self help books should be particularly long. And I think they should be repetitive as fuck. I think that you're going there for a message. You want to get something. You know, you want the author to hear you and then give you something to do, and then you want to feel better.
0: It's true, and I go back again and again to the same recordings and readings because I know what I'm going to get and I need to hear it again.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is just the repetition. I think that's really the part of it is just the repetition and hearing it over and over again. You know, my favorite thing to say these days is, you know, be present and want nothing. You know, if you go into any given situation and you're just there and you don't want anything in the situation, you're going to be fine.
0: I love that. Tracy McMillan once told me when she was going on a bunch of uh, writing interviews all she made it her mission like the only thing she was going to do was just go be the light be the light yeah be the light and be she didn't light. like try to get anything out of it
1: you know yeah i think all of my problems come from and all of my problems my any any struggles that i've had in my career or anything is when i have a need that's not being met and then i get my feelings hurt or then i get angry you know what I mean? Because I'm I'm making demands on the universe, and those demands aren't going to come true because just because I want them to. You know, the only thing that ever ever helps me is just to do the work.
0: What is you know? the work for you?
1: Write 250 words a day. What is Don't that? Even plan it out. Doesn't matter what it. You know, I'll figure it out.
0: What does that break out to in pages?
1: Uh, 250 is like a quarter of a page.
0: Are you Not serious? You Not write. Oh, Lita says so powerful. Want nothing and be there. Want nothing and be present. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah. 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 Just,
1: um, uh, that it was a tip from a writing book. I, I read, uh, uh, Tucker Max, who's an author wrote a book about how to write a book. And I, I I've written all my books with somebody before. It's the first time I'm writing by myself. So I needed to be more regimented, and he said, "Write 250 words a day." And that was simple enough.
0: Does that take you about 10 minutes, or an hour, or, or does it vary? Well, it
1: depends. Sometimes you just it say it as long a, as it's sometimes 250. Sometimes it an hour. Sometimes I get it done in. Yeah, sometimes it'll take 20 minutes.
0: That's so great because that's very doable. I feel like it's
1: totally doable. Everyone I mean, could in, do that. You know, in in in, uh, in five months' time, you should have enough for a book. You know, if you can do it every day.
0: In five months? Yeah. Is that like how long it took you to write your books?
1: It depends. Most of them took about a year. The first one I think took us about seven months.
0: And was that every day or was that that like once a week?
1: Yeah, a couple times a week.
0: That's amazing. And do you feel like with these books that you're, you're writing or are you more like channeling? Like, are you going on your walk and receiving, like, messages?
1: Yeah, it's a little bit more like channeling than writing. I'm in a writing class right now because I'm trying to be a better writer. I want my writing to be more compelling. I want it to feel more urgent. Uh, I want it to feel like I'm right there with you and and that, you know, we're going on this quick journey together. And, you know, I want to grab you by the fucking lapels and go, come on, man, let's get this shit going. Let's stop taking bullshit now. Stop doing it today. You know, let's make this urgent. Um, but yeah, my writing, it used to be a lot of like channeling, and now I just write even when I don't want to. So I used to come up with something.
0: So, like, sometimes if you can't come up with something for your book, will you just like vent something or mm-hmm. be like, I can't think of anything, and count that as your 250 words?
1: No, it's got to be on, it's got to be on point. I stay on point. I stay on the book. It's not just like a, it's not just like a free writing assignment. I do that too. And sometimes I do that freehand in a notebook, but, but, uh, but when I go to write for the book, I write about what I'm talking about.
0: And how did you. Even
1: about rewriting something.
0: Did you, How is writing, do you, are you like a hand writer or are you typing when you write?
1: Type.
0: Me too. I can't read my writing.
1: Yeah, my handwriting was terrible.
0: Are you did you enjoy writing on sex in the city?
1: Oh, it was the best job I ever had.
0: Really? What was it like? Oh,
1: see, I mean I, I, I mean I wasn't even a writer, I was just a consultant. So I came in twice a week, once once or twice a week. Oh my just gosh. Got to put in my two cents.
0: Was it in New York or in LA?
1: No, it was here. They would come back to Los Angeles to write.
0: So you would like breeze in, give your thoughts as the resident consultant dude. And yeah, then you would yeah. like eat some sushi and go on about your business.
1: Yeah. i come in there and, and, um, and, uh, they would ask questions and yeah, that would, I was like a resource.
0: What would they ask? Would they be like, would a guy, would a guy ghost someone at?
1: Oh yeah. 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 And we'd all tell stories and we'd all talk about our relationships and our former relationships. and Sometimes it was super dirty. And, um, but it was really fun. It was an incredible job.
0: Did you? Uh, yeah, that's that show is just. I mean, that show changed history. So, like, what? So now, when you're coaching women, or, or you coach women and men on yeah, relationship stuff and and all things, but also relationship stuff, right? Or is yeah. it primarily career and relationship?
1: Yeah, you know, people have all kinds of different things that they're stuck in, and they just need someone to hold them accountable. Really. You know what I do is I make a plan and then I hold you accountable. I mean, you know, and we talk about the various ways you can attack a problem. I'm working with writers I'm you know one of the one of my clients is a just soldier company for twenty five million dollars like I'm working with CEOs I'm working with all different kinds of people.
0: That's amazing. So like what would you tell a single lady in the city, say East Hollywood, who's trying to find her husband?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In during well, a pandemic, what would your like coaching tips be? Uh,
1: don't look for somebody during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably when the panic is high. You know, people be. I don't know. I mean, it really it it all depends. I mean, somebody wrote me the other day and said, I just. I just uh, FaceTime with this guy. Does that count as a date? And I was like, well, if it felt like a date, it was a date. I mean, a date is a mindset, really. You know, I mean, you can date. I mean, this is a good time to date because really, all you can do is just talk to each other. So it's a, you know, it's a good time to get personal with somebody.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: You know, I think I I think the fact that it can't just evolve into a sexual relationship is kind of a good thing because then that that just keeps the tension high
0: yeah and it forces you to really get to know each other and see if you have the same values if you're on the same page if you're able to be in be in the you know talk
1: yeah yeah if you can talk if you can make that a thing
0: yeah how did you meet your wife
1: um We met a couple times. She came to a party at my house and doesn't remember me. Then I met her at at a concert in Seattle and she doesn't remember me. And then I met her getting, we were getting our hair done. She finally clicked in
0: the third time. That's amazing. How, How do you, do you, how much do you believe in first instinct? Like love at first sight? Like if people are like, I have love at first sight. Is that a real thing?
1: Um, I think it's always a real thing in retrospect. I think people sort of like frame it that way. I mean, I could look back and say, I remember thinking my wife was more special than other people that I'd met, right? So that could have been love at first sight. But at the same time, we kept dating other people until we were ready to just date each other. And and I think love at first sight is a dangerous thing because I think that's a sort of a heightened reality that then if you put the pressure of it being love at first sight, it makes it harder. So I don't know. I don't know. I think some people like, I would say it was love at first sight for me, but maybe not love at first sight for my wife.
0: How do you take the don't take bullshit from fuckers philosophy and apply that to dating? Well, you just don't take bullshit from
1: people when you're dating them. People put pressure on you to do certain things or be certain things or, um, expect certain things from you, you know, it's just a matter of sort of like setting standards for yourself. It all depends on what kind, I mean, I got, I I get a lot of people who everybody hates dating and everybody is having the worst time ever and no one's had a worse time than them. And, it, and everybody says that everybody feels like their, their singular experience is that it's bad. And what I tell everybody is it's just plain difficult. It's dating is hard. I remember saying this to Oprah and she was like, but it's not supposed to be hard. And I, I'm like, but it, it is, it just is finding that right person, that right combination. is So hard, you know, just why is it so hard fall into place?
0: Why is it so? Oh yeah, you're right. Because it's not just, There's plenty of people you like or you get along with or whatever, but it's like, who are you going to be able to span time with is a different story. Like what, do you have the same values? Do you have the same goals? Somebody wants children, somebody doesn't.
1: Right. And your expectations too, of what you think that's supposed to be, you come into it with certain hopes and desires and it's, it's hard. It's another thing to come into with, try to come into with no expectations. You know, don't hold such a high value system for somebody that you can't get to know them really. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking for places for them to screw up, they're gonna screw up.
0: Yeah. So like how do you how do you get past that? Is it just a matter of more compassion for people?
1: Yeah. A little bit. And also just trying not to get it done with right away. Like it feels like we're looking for answers, we're looking for answers, we're looking for answers as opposed to letting somebody sort of unfold in front of us you know, to let them sort of reveal themselves. It's going to take a minute. They're not going to be able to do it right away. And I think sometimes, like, it took a while for my wife to sort of figure out who I was, you know. And if she'd gone on first impulses, she might not have stayed with me.
0: So it just takes time and, and really getting to know who the person is. What, suppose, if, yeah. what about all these people in, you know, who are who are love avoidance?
1: What does that mean? That they don't want to, I don't I don't know if I believe in things like love avoidance. I just think they didn't find the right person.
0: Really? What do what do you mean by that?
1: Well, what does love avoidance mean? It means someone that that isn't able to receive love.
0: I've heard it um described as like people who are have don't are too afraid to be intimate. So they um a date unavailable. People, or they like um, they 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 say they want a relationship, but they can't really show up. They're they're kind of too chaotic, or they they work all the time, you know, or whatever. They work like eight hundred hours a week, and they're like, I'm too busy, you know. They just they don't really want to have to connect with
1: somebody. Love avoidance can. sounds like a title that they gave themselves to make it seem like they have a condition when really what it is, is they're just shitty. (laughs) And if they like you, they'd make time for you. And if they had it in them, then they would (laughs) couldn't do it. You know, they wouldn't be used. I have love avoidance. Oh fuck who cares? Yawn. Good night. I don't care. Give me your fucking, that's the thing I, that's the thing I don't love about self help is all of these created titles for people that were giving them a free pass because he suffers from love avoidance. Yawn. <laughs> ugh, cares a dick. Okay. the dick. Okay. She only dates married men. She makes bad choices. She has low self-esteem. That's it.
0: That's low self-esteem. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't get to be a love avoidant. I <laughs> want a title.
0: Okay. So, um, so like basically. Okay, people are saying Greg speaks the brutal truth that we need to hear. By the way, does anyone have questions for Greg in the remaining few moments that we have with him? We have a question uh, from Lita. Greg, help. Oh, uh, a question from Gary Helsinger. Greg, can Uh, you get me tickets to Gay Metal Monday?
1: uh, Gay Metal Monday is down at the Hammer. And, uh, yeah, we'll see if we can get you some tickets. Come on out. Wow. Uh, It's a reference to an old character that I used to do called the Lemur, who was a DJ. $10,000 in party cash. And uh, come on down. Gay Metal Monday. We're here. We're queer. And it's half off on dollar beers. Wow. That
0: is some OG. Gary Helsinger is going back in the archives.
1: Old school. Very old school.
0: Um lita has asked how can i have more creative focus during the pandemic
1: um find something you like doing i mean i don't know what that means like more creative focus like how i mean um you've got you've got all this time and this opportunity to dig into something that hopefully you like and so the creative force puts you there
0: yeah. So follow what you love, right? And and I think it's like make some dates with it to write.
1: Yeah, but it's a funny thing. Creativity, it's, it's, the creativity should itself should itself inspire. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't be afraid of it. It shouldn't be an asshole. You know.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, any other questions, guys? For Greg, while we have him here.
1: Somebody here says, how do I become more self-reliant?
0: Ooh, that's I a good know. one. Maybe
1: if you figure it out, let me know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're I mean, self-reliant? You, really only
1: have yourself to rely, you only have yourself. So, I mean, we're all really self-reliant. I'm, I'm super self-reliant because I don't need other people to fill the gaps for me. I don't need, I don't have a requirement of other people. You know, I don't need my wife to make me happy. But how did you I mean I love my wife, but I don't need her to make me happy.
0: That is, I believe, the key to good relationships. And um but how but how do you arrive at that space?
1: Well, because I'm unhappy when I'm not in that space. Then I'm looking for something to happen, and then I'm in a shitty mood because I didn't get what I wanted, and then I'm like, why do I want what I wanted? Why am I so petulant? You know, I try and take the petulance out of it and realize that, you know, if I'm doing enough things for myself and feel good, I don't need it.
0: What are those things that you that you do um, to, to well, make... I take a
1: shower. So simple. Yeah, 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 I take a shower. I use skincare products. Um, I love to use a charcoal scrub and, uh, and a caffeinated uh, aftershave. Um, I put a lot of thought into all of the things that I do. So I'm constantly sort of, you know, doing the... I try and show up at every area of my life you know even during the pandemic I've been wearing regular clothes like I haven't I haven't defaulted to sweats I literally wear the clothes in my closet you know
0: you haven't let it all go I well I feel like when you go to sweats you, you're kind of like I've given up on life yeah I just
1: don't want my kids see me in sweats at noon like I just that's, or pajama bottoms like I just I, mean, I don't want to ever be that relaxed
0: yeah we don't want we don't need them to know that about you no, that that's a thing.
1: Yeah. That no, 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 no. I want. I wanted them to say my dad dressed nice and smelled really good during the entire pandemic. Um, he wasn't a great guy, but he dressed well.
0: I think that's important, and he and he has a ring light.
1: And he's a ring light. He knows how to get it done on Instagram. You get that <laughs> ring light, and you take ten years off. Ten years off.
0: I have to say, um, I think that the show is blessed because my ring light that I ordered um, arrived today. What are the odds? Yeah, Yeah, you look lovely. I figured out. Thank you. You do too. I figured out how to assemble this seven-piece thing by myself.
1: Yeah, and then you're you're loving it. Then all you want to do is go on Instagram Live. (laughs) Just take a photo with it. It's beautiful.
0: It's, it really, it, it's, it's amazing how easy it is to, like, I just want to thank you for telling me to not sit in the dock. Because. Don't sit in the dock. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be having this talk right now.
1: No, I know. And this is great. And you're on your way. You're on your way. So good.
0: Um, yeah. So I I think that was powerful. I think, um, you have so much to offer as a, as a coach, but when is your next book coming out?
1: Oh, it'll be a bit. It'll be a bit. It'll probably be at least a year. It's still in the, you know, I'm still putting it together and then I got to get it to a publisher. and I'm trying to figure out whether I want to self publish or do it with somebody in tandem. I haven't kind of figured it out, but I'm, but I'm writing a lot right now. So, It'll
0: be good. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be great. I can't wait to read it, and it'll probably inspire another TV show and another movie. God,
1: from your lips to God's ears.
0: Do you think? Um, do you prefer self-publishing or going through publishers?
1: I've done both, and they're both fine. I think. Um, uh, I think it's a good time for self-publishing. You know, it all depends on your following and all that kind of stuff. I I don't have a massive following on any platform, but Really? um, Yeah. That's
0: so weird. I can't
1: even get Instagram to give me a blue dot, which is weird.
0: That's bizarre.
1: I know. I don't understand why I wrote them and sent them my Amazon page and my and my Wikipedia. You gotta wonder. Can't can't do it.
0: Really? You gotta wonder like who's making these decisions?
1: I mean, four million books sold. Come on, give me a dot. Yeah. So the people don't think it's not really me. That's the thing I hear sometimes is people are like, oh, they're not really sure it's you. And, uh, you know,
0: does anyone know how to get Greg, anyone out there know how to get Greg a dot dot check? Please don't leave Greg in the dock.
1: Let me, don't leave me in the dock. Slide into my DMs and let me know how I can get that blue dot. That'd be great. (laughs)
0: I, that's my goal for today is to get Greg
1: that. Dog. It's so funny. I, I get followed by like, I'll, I'll, I'll be followed by, I, I get, I'm followed by a few influencers and people that have like 461 million followers or something. Like people that just have these massive followings. And, uh, I'm like, Oh, help me out. Will you?
0: Yeah. Help a brother out. Yeah. He's dot checked in my heart. And
1: oh, Teddy Ruckus, thank you. That's very nice.
0: <laughs> and and Slicker says, what? That's bull. Yeah, it is bull. Yeah, and is you bull. could probably pull some strings. And the
1: thing is, is that I'm really trying not to put my whole value system in a blue dot. It really doesn't matter that much.
0: Yeah, but, you're not going to um, take bullshit from those fuckers.
1: I don't even take bullshit from those fuckers. Just give me a goddamn blue dot.
0: Who the fuck are these fuckers anyway? Some guys in care. an office. They, they,
1: they fucking suck.
0: He's like home on COVID lead. No, no one's even seeing the blue, the blue dot applications. Yeah,
1: I take my fuckers and I write them down in a book, and then I write their bullshit afterwards. And then I, and then I, uh, and so I'm going to put Instagram in my book today. Really? I'm going to write down all the bullshit, and then I'm going to write the opposite on the other page, and. And uh, and that way I like so that's what I do and then I cross out all the bullshit and then I just have the opposite of it on the other side and I read that and the ob- opposite side will say you're a blue dot guy no matter what I love that
0: you're
1: Mister Blue Dot
0: I don't even think it's a dot I think it's a check mark
1: yeah check mark
0: you're Mister Blue check mark yeah um yeah that's fucked
1: no sorry.
0: Um, I love your list and your affirmations thing.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, it's fun to take an action towards your, for yourself. You know what I mean? It's, it's important. And I think writing stuff down and, you know, I put it in the book. Here it is. Don't take bullshit from fuckers. It's a notebook you can buy. And then, uh, yeah. And then I, I redact all of it and that's uh, all the good stuff over there
0: that's really great that's so helpful um well you have so many great ideas um i don't know any other any closing thoughts
1: i mean i'm really proud of you for doing this
0: thanks craig
1: yeah i think it's exciting and i'm excited about your ring light (laughs)
0: Thank you. I am too. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, well, um, cool. So like, uh, that means a lot to me. I appreciate it. Thank you. So what, um, what can people, people are going to find you on your website.
1: Yeah. My website or just follow me here on Instagram. This is the only one. I have a Facebook page, but it's, it's just there.
0: Okay, so follow Greg. Hook him up with the Blue Check people.
1: Yeah.
0: Go to him if you need coaching. He's already helped me so much to create this wonderful show today. And I'm so cool. grateful that you stopped by. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, take care.
0: Take care, Greg. Bye. Bye. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, um, I'd appreciate it if you could share it with someone else who could also enjoy or benefit from it um, by either sending the link or sharing it on your socials, tweeting about it, Facebooking it, Instagramming it, TikToking it, whatever you kids do. Also, um, how about being a sponsor? You can sponsor this podcast for only like $5 a month, or whatever amount you want to um, give toward its imminent success. Um, Just click on Anchor, subscribe button, and um, be a part of our team. Thanks so much for your support. We can't do it without you. um, And we love you very much. Bye.